With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the On The Banks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Lance Glenn. Hello, everyone. I am, of course, your host, Lance Glenn, and this is episode 63 of the On The Banks podcast. If you don't already, you can follow me on Twitter at Lance underscore G11. And, of course, you can follow On The Banks on Twitter as well at OTB underscore SB Nation. There are many ways to listen to all 63 episodes of the On The Banks podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcast and Stitcher. Just search On The Banks podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. And of course, you can find all of our episodes and so much more great content by going to onthebanks.com. I'm very excited to be joined on the podcast once again by the head coach of Rutgers women's basketball, C. Vivian Stringer. But before we talk with Civiv, I want to give my thoughts on Cliff Amarui's commitment to play his college basketball here for Steve Peichel and Rutgers. This commitment to me is huge on three levels, the national, state, and just ultimately the team level. Nationally, Rutgers beat out a top five that included Kentucky, Auburn, Arizona State, and UConn. A blue blood in Kentucky, a multinational title winning school in UConn, an Auburn program that has been towards the top of the nation since Bruce Pearl got there, and Arizona State that has produced players like James Harden and, of course, has a coach in Bobby Hurley that is very tied to the New Jersey area. This past season showed that Rutgers basketball is back. It showed the country that Rutgers basketball could be a force. And what this commit says to the rest of the nation is that this wasn't just a one-year thing. This wasn't just a flash in the pan for Rutgers. Rutgers basketball is here to stay. On the state level, for the third straight year now, Steve Peichel has identified top New Jersey talent and secured their commitments. Ron was the first two years ago, Paul Mulcahy last year, and now Cliff this cycle. A culmination of really years of recruiting Cliff as hard as he could, Steve Peichel has shown New Jersey talent that you could win here. It was a process, but now there's proof that a 20-win season and an NCAA tournament berth at Rutgers, it's, it's possible. You don't have to go to Kentucky. You don't have to go to Duke. You could stay in state. You could build a group of New Jersey guys and guys out of state as well and form a real power both in the Big Ten and and in the country. You know, this team has the pieces to begin next year as a top 25 team. And that's all because Steve Peichel has shown that year after year after year, progress is happening. And it really all came together this season, where, as I said, that 20-win season occurred. And had the NCAA tournament been played, Rutgers obviously would have made the field. Last on the team level, Cliff's presence down low will be a huge help ultimately for the front court. While he's a little bit bigger and more athletic than Shaq was, Cliff in his freshman year will be able to play that Shaq Carter kind of role for Rutgers. He will be someone who can start or come off the bench, play a physical game, be a defensive presence, and of course chip in with some buckets as well. Now of course we all have to remember he's going to be a freshman. And as we saw with really everyone on this team, Gio, Ron, Montez, um, Jacob Young, uh, well, Jacob Young at the beginning when he first came to Rutgers this past season, Paul Mulcahy, Caleb McConnell, 
there's going to be a learning curve for freshmen and there might be some freshman hiccups. You know, I'd be surprised if he came in right away and was a dominant force on both ends. Does he have the potential to be one? Most definitely. But it takes time to adjust to the college game. And in the Big Ten, where every team has that dominant big, it'll take time for him to find his footing. But when he does get adjusted and when he does get comfortable, Rutgers has a serious talent on their hands. He will be a star over the next two, three, four years for the Scarlet Knights. And I know we all can't wait to see Big Cliff on the floor come the next season. Time to talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Lance Glenn. She led the Scarlet Knights women's basketball team to a 22-9 record this season, and they were on their way to another NCAA tournament berth before college sports as a whole were cut short. I am now very happy to be joined by head coach C. Vivian Stringer. Coach, how are you? Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, and I am so excited to talk to you, and uh, yeah, it's my pleasure. It's really my pleasure. So, Coach, I want to start with, obviously, the cancellation of the NCAA tournament. You and your team were going to be heading there again this season. When you found out that it was canceled and the season just like that was over, what was going through your mind and what did you say to the team after what I'm sure was just sudden heartbreak? Yeah, uh, you know, oftentimes I have um, addressed the team and and talked about, you know, like you should only do things that you really love to do, you know, and you should do it with all your heart and soul. And, um, and I, and I wanted to say that I, I oftentimes would, would say that I really close because I really, really, really love it. I mean, I, I can't think of anything that I would do and that I would want to do more. And, uh, and so all of a sudden that happened. I mean, it was over. You know, and, and so, you know, you don't want to say I could have, should have, might have wanted to, um, you know, and, and so you can reflect and say, well, did I practice as hard as I could? could I, did I, could I have done more? Could I have set my sights higher? I mean, but the, the t- tomorrow is not promised. And that's what what I was sharing anyway, that, that tomorrow is not promised. You know, it's, it's the loved ones that you could tell you know, early on that, you know, hey, I love them, I love you, you know, your mom, your dad, your family members, uh, your children, you know, um, uh, we shouldn't miss the opportunity to say how we feel and express how we feel because um, the next second is not promised. And, and in this case, the, the year was not promised. You know what I mean? Like we, we did so well during the season and overcame so much. And we're looking forward to to, uh, to the postseason play, uh, and yet it was snatched from us. But it was snatched from everybody, and so we understand that sports isn't everything, uh, and it never will be everything. You know, life and uh, and health, and and, and it, it it forced us all to, to stop and think. You know, put another perspective on 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 life and what this is all about. And sometimes. You know, athletes can get wrapped up in, in, in sports and think that's the only thing. Um, all of us, you know, and so um, it, it reminds me of a, a statement that, um, that uh, John Wooden made, and he said that it's extremely important that you have balance in your life. And it was interesting because I spoke at a, um, at a group of young coaches. Um, it's, it's an event called Step Up. 
and uh, they may have thought that I was going to talk about um, that I, I may have may, you know that I was going to talk about um, the X's and O's, but what I share with them is to try to get balance in their life and to only do things because you really love it. And, um, and that's really the way I feel, you know, with all your heart and soul. You don't want to be regretful, you know, of the opportunities that you had. So um, this this time, this, this, this happens um, in life a lot of times. You know, like when, when you were in, in, in elementary school and, you know, the grades that you could have gotten, the better grades that you could have gotten. Because, you know, like what you do early on determines, you know, what opportunity to get you have to go to college and the whole thing. I mean, everything weighs on on on, on what you've done before. And uh, I just want to uh, hug the kids, let them know that uh, we love them. And um, and the important thing is, is that long before and, and far and, and away from, um, you know, playing this game, you know, we hope that they've grown as young women to um, to take on the world in a, in a in a more positive in a more positive way. And there's so much more that uh, that sports offers. It, it, it offers the disappointment and the excitement and and all those other things. But uh, that, like all things that we've got to do, we've got to you know get through this and go through this. So that that's that's a sacrifice that we've all got to make. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, look, at a time like this, basketball and sports, obviously, they take a backseat to the general health and well-being. But to ensure the health of student athletes, the NCAA put in place, you know, various measures to limit the spread of the virus on college campuses and in college athletics. How have the different rule changes by the NCAA affected you, your staff, your team, as you now prepare for next season? Because at the end of the day, recruiting doesn't stop, development doesn't stop, but now those things are just significantly hindered and are much harder. Yeah, well, I, I don't think that, quite frankly, that we really still know um, exactly what's what's going on. I mean, you know, there's a lot of students that are looking forward to graduation. I mean, look, think about all the things that, uh, you know, a, a young person would have had, whether it's going to the prom, you know, or, uh, you know, the opportunity to, 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 uh, to walk across that stage, you know, because that's a milestone to graduate from high school. And to, to come to college, I mean, all this, the, the world, you know, as we knew it, uh, has just been disrupted. And, and yet, you know, this is the way of the world. And we've got to adjust in the ever-changing, um, you know, circumstances that we're in now. And, wow, I would never have believed it. I never would have believed it. But honest to goodness, um, so many, I mean, so many um, stories of heroic and, and people, you know, our fellow man, you know, he's being hurt. I mean, I, honestly, I, 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 I wake up every day and I turn on the news, but the first thing that you're always going to have is the number of deaths and the coronavirus and what we need to do. And I think that with a team, you have to cooperate, you know, and everybody needs to, you know, step in line together in order for there to be an outcome, a beneficial outcome. And I think that our country doesn't understand what teamwork is. It shouldn't be that, you know, some of us will expose ourselves to, you know, the um, uh, coronavirus or we, um, you know, you know, uh, go about 
um, our daily living as though nothing's going on, I think that this is a great opportunity for all of us to demonstrate what we've got to do as people to, to get a handle on this. And so I think that as, as a team, as a human team, and that's what it is that, you know, Governor Como is not talking out of the side of his face and North uh, Governor Murphy, um, they need all of us. And it shouldn't be that, you know, uh, uh, China has done a better job of getting a, a handle on this because they are a whatever, um, you know, communist state and they can determine that we will keep social distancing and, and the whole likes. But it was it is a great opportunity, much like in World War One or World War Two, you know, when um, uh, a lot of things came about, you know, because of the sacrifices or the, the many guys that were in the service and women that would form teams and athletic teams and, and the whole thing. I mean, we as a country have a great opportunity to to show our strength and show that we know how to cooperate together. Coach, I believe either the NCAA said or it's being reported now that seniors this past season will not be granted an extra year because of the coronavirus. Of course, that was a major talking point and was commented on by a lot of your peers in coaching. What was your thoughts on giving seniors that extra year because of the circumstances with this virus? Well, uh, you know, I to be honest with you, I never bought into the idea that the NCAA was going to ever give the seniors uh, another year honestly. Uh, so it was kind of a, a moot point as far as I was concerned. Um, but um, I think that if, if, if the seniors wanted to have another year, I thought that that was only fair because, you know, it's, it's like they, they would have an opportunity to prove, you know, because this is what it was all about. We worked extremely hard for what? For the opportunity to demonstrate that we are in the tournament and anything can happen in the tournament. And we believed that, you know, we were going to have um, some great outcomes and that we could have, could have gotten together and, and done some wonderful things for this. But I think that as, as they, I guess that new word that, that they use all the time is uh, circumstances, everything that happening in a fluid situation. And I think that in order for us to move forward, uh, we have had to... Um, uh, to accept the fact that you know what, guess what, I I, I would have been so happy if uh, I would have were to have had um, you know KK um, you know a, another year or to have had Jordan you know which I think Jordan finally came into her home and um, you know demonstrated the person that we believed that she could have been all along uh, and the same thing with Danny you know I was telling her before that the reason why she wasn't playing a whole heck of a lot was because of her defense. But guess what? She she played. I was so proud of her. And she had the biggest smile on her face because she really stepped it up on the defensive side in an incredible way. And uh, just demonstrating that, well, you know, she did, just didn't know before. And now she does. And so uh, all of them, you know, we saw tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, improvements in, on each and every person. And uh, we were a team, we were down, really, we had like seven or eight players at the most uh, throughout the year. And uh, so we, we managed to, to, to get along and build strength on each other. And we only counted on, you know, those that were there. And uh, I, I just saw tremendous growth. And, and even with our coaches, they did an outstanding job. Everyone shipped in and did everything that they possibly could. So as long as we, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a group, 
really appreciate and um, appreciate one another, uh, that we don't look to others and we just say, okay, this is what we've got. And we believe that, you know, as I always knew in, in what the NCAA said, all we have to do is be the best team on that day and anything can happen. Coach, let's switch back over to the past season now. I want to start with the seniors, Danielle McGlory, Jordan Wallace, and KK Sanders. What do we to them mean to the program with the impact they made, whether they were here for one year like Danielle or their whole career like Jordan and KK? Dan- Danny was just special. I mean, she came in with a whole lot of different things. I mean, her, the idea is that uh, she had to make a tremendous adjustment as well as all of us, because um, we were working with another offense, and uh, it was with the dribble drive offense, and, and that's extremely difficult. But it was one that uh, I really liked, and we, you know, we, we we worked through that. And we, you know, with Danielle, I mean, it was a totally new offense period. And the same thing with Jordan, as well as um, Jordan, as well as KK Saunders. Uh, but I think that they. Uh, Adjusted. It was the most. It was a very pleasant group, and what I, I mean is that um, we were able to complement each other after practice. Most of the time, uh, we had enough time after practice that we can um, sit back and and complement each each person. And I think that that was a beautiful thing, uh, and 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 recognize the growth, you know. And so the, the contribution did not necessarily always be the the playing. But it could have been the conversation that one player had with another, and uh, and, and we we did a great job of lifting each other up, and so we were never, you know, to the point where we were um, critical, as much as very supportive and understanding of the things that we're doing. And I think that it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful environment that we were in this past year, and uh, and, and and Danny. Uh, certainly was a leader in that, always a smile on her face, always working hard to, to be the best person that she could possibly be, knowing that she had to address the defense, and she ultimately did that. Uh, and the same thing with Jordan. Jordan, who could have been uh, a starter a long time ago, uh, and, 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 and I only look at her and, and shake my head and say, wow, could have, should have, might have, you know, wow, if she had only believed in herself, uh, if she'd only put forth the work, the extra work that it was going to require, then who knows where uh, Jordan uh, could have been and, and, and could do. Um, and 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 yet um, she made tremendous strides. And I do believe that um, she will not stop. She, she, I think that if she pursues basketball uh, in in whatever form, either as as a coach. And I think that she's talking about, you know, coaching uh, at some level uh, and or um, even as a player, uh, if she continues that, she is going to step out and know that if she can do the things that she didn't think she could do for four years. She, she finally knows that, that she can she is capable and able to, uh, to be an outstanding player. And then KK, uh, I mean, what, what do you say? Uh, yeah, I. I hardly know what to do without her because uh, she's been like my right hand for life. And it's, it's always seemed like she's always been there. Uh, she's always uh, the person, ultimate, the ultimate point guard in that she was always willing to serve everybody else. And everybody knew that she 
with the one person on a consistent basis uh, from the freshman year uh, to her, her, her senior year, um, that everybody, everybody, a unanimous decision, she was a person that would give, give it all, you know, for everybody. And it was all for team. And, uh, and it, there was never a question about who she was and her um, willingness to give so much of herself and playing the, playing the role of the ultimate point guard. Coach, Arella took a huge step forward and really asserted herself as the Big Ten's best scorer this season. Where did you see her greatest development, and what do you think she could do to improve her game even more next year to exceed the great year she just had? Well, you know, as I've said, I, I honestly believe that she should have been Big Ten uh, player of the year. 100% agreed with that, 100%. Yeah, I mean, that, that bothered me a lot because, because she should have been recognized. And when you consider... She many times double and triple teams, period, uh, and and she did that. But what she did uh, even more is she always found, you know, because at first, you know, she was putting having so much pressure put on her, um, you know, she, she couldn't she couldn't um, uh, see the other people that uh, that were exposing themselves. Two things happened. Number one, the team did a better job of relocating themselves. So that um, uh, there's there's something that that we would call the split and spread, and that is splitting means that you're attacking the defense, and uh, and and that's what he was doing, Spl- you know, splitting, attack, attacking the defense, and spreading was the pl- other players making themselves available, um, so that she was able to see. She has great vision, uh, and so now uh, it it tested her vision. She did a, a, a much better job toward the end of finding other people, but they did a much better job of relocating themselves and putting themselves in a position where they could, uh, you know, take advantage of, of uh, Arella's drawing. You know, when you get when you are a defensive player, when you are an offensive player, and you can draw two or three people, and she did that most of the time, and that's what would made it even that much more important. She wasn't just taking shots. She was drawing defenses and and really you know coming up with big shots. But I don't think that people realize Arella, you know, in order for for there to be outstanding, believe me, the great players of the day, they spend a lot of extra time. It's it's not the normal situation that you might think. Well, that's just at thirty five or or forty hours a week. Um, I mean, they're 20 hours, I'm sorry. It's not the 20 hours a week. That The great ones, they spend a whole heck of a lot more time. So if, if, if you're looking at Tyler uh, Scaife and you're looking at Cappy Pondexter, you know, at Chelsea, these players really and truly spend extra time, extra time developing their skill because they're so committed to that. And uh, Arella, let me tell you something. This young lady, there's, there's no... She's as good as she is because she works extremely hard. She's going to get up early in the morning and 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 have a regimen. You know, she's going to spend extra time, lots of extra shots. So uh, this is something that she's in pursuit of. I think that um, she's more than deserved that, and I'm hoping and praying that next year uh, we can help her more and she can 
continue on the path that she's already started. Joined alongside by head coach C. Vivian Stringer, you know, we just discussed Arella's improvement, but Takia Mack really stepped up as well. She was named to the Big Ten All-Defensive team. What makes her such a special defensive player and so dynamic on that end? Let me say this. Um, Probably in the sessions that we've had, and we have um, small sessions uh, two or three times a week, she's she's clearly one of the brightest uh, young ladies that, that we have. I mean, she understands the why. And I think that anybody who just plays the game and just plays it and doesn't ask why um, is, is missing out on so many things that that, that, that that could be. You just don't play. you got to know why. Why you do this. Why and what happens when you do this. And she is she's that person that always wants to know why. And in, in, in her request and search for the whys, she understands you know, probably a pass is going to be made not so so place because she sees angles and she knows where that next pass is going to have to go, uh, going to have to be. Uh, she's a, a brilliant basketball player. She really and truly, uh, I don't know that people can appreciate enough. She is a brilliant basketball player. Uh, but what I what I want to what I want to work with her on better is uh, to take advantage of that now. Uh, and she's had problems uh, with her wrists. Um, you know, prior to this year, and 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 it still bothered her. But we want her to work really hard on being that outstanding uh, scorer too, because I think that she can do that uh, on a consistent basis. So that's what we're going to look for from her. Uh, just as as good as she is, all defensive team, then we need her to also be an offensive threat. Coach, let's look at next season now. And of course, as next year gets closer, I'm sure we'll talk again and be able to get more in depth about it. But you bring in a high level, highly touted recruiting class that I believe by ESPN was ranked as the top class in the Big Ten and frankly, one of the top in the country. Why should fans get excited about this class and what excites you about the freshman group coming in? Well, I think that uh, fans should get excited about it just because you know, these are young people that, that show credentials, and I'm not even going to explain why. I mean, I think that our style of play tells you why, because we're going to get up and down the floor. We're going to have a great deal of pressure, and I don't think that there's any games that we haven't really played hard and played well. And I, I appreciate our fans because they do appreciate um, uh, the efforts that uh, our team makes, and we're going to make even greater efforts because we didn't go all out this year, maybe because we only had uh, at most probably seven or eight players. Most of our players were hurt. And that's crazy. And I'm hoping that we can do a much better job, you know, with the health of each and every person that, that we have. But uh, but but the thing, let me let me say this. We've got some players that, um, that flat out get it done. I mean, seriously, flat out get it done without going into the specifics of each, um, I think that, that we're going to see, uh, let's say, the, the remnants of the old Scarlet Knights. And the old Scarlet Knights are, are those people that are attacking, scoring at will, and flat out getting it done. Uh, there's there's going to be, and hopefully and prayerfully, um, we're, we're going to have, um, we're going to be tough on the defensive side, as we always have been. Um, and uh, offensively, uh, we're going to get more uh, consistent scoring 
from the entire team, and a number of them have proven that they're, they're scorers, shooters. Arella is a person that can create her own shot, and we've seen that. Uh, but let me just say it like this. We have several players now that can do that same thing. And so the, this, this coming year is going to demonstrate uh, even more because I, I know that I love this group. It, they, they work hard. They're together, and they know, uh, and they made the decision to come to Rutgers for all the right reasons. So we're 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 excited. Uh, we're sorry about what's happened. We're excited about what can be. Concerned because we don't know if we're really going to be able to get to school and summer school. I mean, all those things, uh, all those things are, are, are you know like still in limbo. You know, and, and, and I think that people, for example, still don't believe that the, the, the Olympics will be canceled. I think that it, it's going to be canceled and it should be canceled because the health of everyone is in limbo at this particular. But we are so appreciative of our fans and our fans have plenty of reason more to get excited. And I think that our fans were excited this year. And I love the way the fans really stepped up and supported our men's team. And that was that was a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing. And it's too doggone bad that, um, that you know we couldn't ha- have been able to have the two of us, you know, walk in there together. But I'm sure that uh, both Coach Michael and I both are going to work extremely hard to uh, to bring that same level of confidence and trust, um, you know, from each each of the players. And we're going to look forward to a great year coming up. Coach, last one for me before I let you go. Obviously, at Rutgers, we're a big family. Do you have any message for our Rutgers family as we, you know, continue to head into this unknown time without sports, really, without any clue of what's going to happen the next day? What's your message to the fan base and really to Rutgers Nation about what's to come? You know, one of the things that I love about our fans is that um, we have an insatiable desire to support our athletes. And, uh, and that's true in, in so many things. But we appreciate, and I think that's the reason why the guys gave back. I mean, you could see the way that the guys were behaving to the fans. Um, you could see the way that the young ladies uh, were relating to the fans. We appreciate and, and love it. And, and let me say this. Rutgers is big enough that we, our shoulders are strong enough that we can um, support both the men's and women's teams. And and I mean teams um, because it is the teams, you know, and, and, it's, and it's true of, 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 of wrestling, uh, volleyball, uh, track. I mean, that, it, and it's, it, and the people here really appreciate so much what we're doing. But I wanna also say that teams are, are the, the, the essence of what we are as a family. And when we get, can get out and support as we have, you know, our teams like that, we thank them and we really know that um, our the most important thing is, is that our players feel good about the support of our fans. And uh, I've seen it and, and continue to see it. And I think that it's just going to do nothing but, but do great, you know, as we start, we're, we're, we've heard, we're heard that we couldn't play, but on the other hand, uh, we understand that. And I think that the men and women's teams are going to do everything we can to give back. And so what we want and ask and beg, everybody just come back and, uh, and, and show us, show the country, you know, who you are. 
and we will show you, you know, the, the very best of what we are. The head coach of Rutgers women's basketball, C. Vivian Stringer. Coach, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, giving me, giving me some of your time. And, of course, I hope you and your family stay safe and stay healthy, most importantly, during this time. Thanks so much for everything and for coming on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. You stay safe and healthy as well. I want to thank Coach Stringer for coming on the podcast to talk about the sudden end to the season, everything they accomplished this year, and, of course, to look forward to next season. You know, unfortunately, that's really all we can do right now is just look forward to next year in in every sport. Yes, some sports might be coming back, but at this point, we're just looking to when that next thing is going to happen. And it's a shame that college sports were shut down, but of course, it had to be done. You can't deny that. Women's basketball is just another sport at Rutgers that is garnering so much excitement heading into next season. You look at the recruiting class Greg Sheehan was putting together for football, you look at the expectations surrounding men's basketball next season, and you look at what C. Vivian Stringer brought in and the expectations on this team for next year. Aurelia Grantis and Takia Mack both return for their senior seasons. You bring back Zippy Broughton and Myel Giles, among others. Plus, this program brings in the 8th best recruiting class in the country, according to ESPN. The best in the Big Ten, highlighted by 5-star point guard Diamond Johnson and two four-star post players in China Cornwell and Sakima Walker. Just think about what this team was able to do this season, finishing with a 22-9 record, while really only having seven or eight players to use for most of the year, as Coach spoke about. They were headed to the NCAA tournament once again, without a doubt. You take all the returning, experienced student-athletes and add a five-woman class that's ranked eighth in the nation, and I think there will be nothing but more good times coming for this women's basketball program here on The Banks. Follow On The Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just search On The Banks Podcast.